This is JFM Podcast. beautiful Thursday morning to you. I hope you have been having fun and getting entertained and informed as you are tuned to J101.9 FM. I am Zoe Machunga, your anchor. The program is Let's Talk. And this Thursday morning, uh, we will take a look at some stories, some news stories that trended this week. So far, so good. Um, We've heard from the southern governors and uh, that is the second time the governors were meeting this year and that uh, they have made a lot of demands and many cries uh, especially uh, starting with uh, the meeting the resolution on zoning and also the anti-grazing and of course it has been causing a lot of reactions across board uh, we've also seen in the news the kidnappings in Kaduna UNICEF is saying something concerning that UNICEF urges more protection for children and schools says 950 have been abducted since December 2020 in Nigeria the United Nations Children's Fund UNICEF has expressed concern over growing attacks on school children as well as child abductions in Nigeria with a call on authorities in the country to do more to ensure that children can safely leave and go to school or fetch water without fear of being attacked or taken from their families. UNICEF in a statement yesterday by its executive director, Ms. Henrietta Four, lamented that no fewer than 950 students were abducted in Nigeria since December 2020. Well, that is one uh, item that's still uh, causing a lot of uh, heartache and heartbreak for Nigerians. And also we've seen uh, bandits just recently uh, asking for food for the 121 abducted children of Baptist school. And some are saying uh, if bandits are asking for food items, these are not bandits who are on the run. That means they are stationed somewhere while they make these demands. Northern elders groups reject South's 2023 zoning demand. And uh, also in the news, we've seen PDP uh, slam Buhari over alleged plan to promote Magu. The People's Democratic Party has condemned the alleged plan to promote the Austed acting chairman of the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission, Ibrahim Magu, despite his open indictment for corruption and abuse of office. The PDP said the alleged plan confirms that the regime of the president, Major General Muhammad Buhari retired, is a sanctuary of corruption. Well, we will be taking a look at all of these issues and more this morning and um, we have with us in the studio this morning uh, Mr. Kevin Panshin who is a social analyst and a social political commentator thank you for joining us this morning Mr. Kevin thank you uh, it's been a long time uh, we had you here you've been busy trotting around the globe all right, we also have Dr. Seishon Peters. He's a lecturer and researcher, Center for Conflict Management and Peace Studies, University of Jos. Thank you, and thank you for having me this morning once again. 
good to have you here. So let's uh, begin with uh, the Northern Elders and the, the groups that reject the 2023 zoning demand. Uh, let's also hear um, from um, someone in the north, in the northern part of the country, that is Sani Yagbayi. He's the chairman ADP, the national chairman. Let's hear what he has to say uh, concerning the demands that the, that the southern governors made just recently. Stay tuned. I think the uh, coming together of the governors of the southern extraction, <laughs> to me, believe you me, is the very wrong way to go about you know uh, issues of politics that affects the whole nation, because the message here, unfortunately, is like ganging up against the rest of the Nigerians, particularly the north, by state actors who should be the ones that will protect and advance the unity of this country and ensure that all the parts of this country will feel comfortable by waiver end of the day will emerge as the president of this country. But if you go the way you are going and you are list, you have all the things listed in that in the communique or in, the, in their meeting, it seems to be a kind of uh, ganging up against the north. When you look at the grazing, you look at the insecurity, you look at the issue of politics, 2023, how, how can we have elected officials, governors for that matter, coming out in this manner to emphasize things that divide us, not talking about things that unite the country? I mean, it beats my imagination. It is unfortunate that we don't have governors today coming together on issues of principle that maybe that we are progressives or we want a progressive government in this country or we belong to a particular ideological leaning and therefore we want to entrench that kind of politics in the country. But what we are hearing is that it's, a, it's like these governors are not anything better than Iboho or, uh, or Kanu or any person that is not uh, uh, elected to protect the nation. So I am disappointed really to say the least because by now, we shouldn't be talking about these dichotomies that have nothing to do with good governance. You know, you, you talk about north, you talk about religion, you talk about where you come from, and you are talking about theories. I think we are getting it wrong. And the earlier these governors wake up to their responsibilities of, of, and of, uh, of uh, ensuring that this country becomes stronger as one insoluble, indissoluble, indissoluble, and one united country, the better for everybody. What the way they are going will even kind of uh, scare the North. And the, and the North, don't forget that the North, in fact, controls, you know, the, the, the largest chunk of the, of, the, of the vote that you want to use to become the president of this country. Except if they are talking about president of southern Nigeria, not the president of Nigeria. You must act in a way that somebody can entrust his future, his, uh, his, uh, his affairs, in your hands. But the way these southerners, the governors in particular, are going is not in any way in tandem with the intention of the of uh, the founding fathers of this country, and and uh, and uh, if you look at what what has what uh, what what I think most of Nigerians, particularly the Northerners, would take from this is that uh, we are out against you, and we want to make sure that we we will, we will retaliate. You know, whatever you have been doing to us, which perhaps you know uh, 
no, nobody in the north really intends anything bad, you know, for the country. In fact, insecurity they are talking about, who is the worst, you know, uh, as, uh, 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 who, is, who is suffering, you know, uh, the worst scenario of insecurity in this country? It is the north. Who is suffering the worst case of poverty? It is the north. Who is suffering this, the worst case of unemployment? It is the north. So what, what, what for God's sake are you saying in that case? So please, let us behave as responsible state actors that are elected on the basis of advancing the unity of this country, not on the basis of dividing this country between the south and north. So 2023 years, you know, everybody knows that. When, in fact, when you talk about fairness and you look at the zones, North Central, where I come from, has not been given chance in this country to head the country in the civilian administration. All we have had, maybe from North Central, and everybody has had it, is a military, military uh, junta. And the military junta are just people who, who, who they, they would not even consult. North Central should be given the opportunity to rule this country come 2023. All right, um, our listener, you have heard from the national uh, chairman of Action Democratic Party, ADP, Yagbagi Yusuf Sani. And he has faulted the demand by southern governors that President Muhammadu Buhari's successor should come from the south. I mean, he said so many things all uh, in one breath. He said the north controls the largest chunk of the population. Uh, what the southern governors are coming out with will scare the north. The way they are going about it is against what the founding fathers intended. And uh, in fact, downright irresponsible is what we can call what he's saying uh, concerning that. So what is your take on this? Uh, let's start with you, Dr. Session. Thank you. Uh, I listened to him and uh, I, I felt otherwise because he has mentioned salient points regarding the notes in time of poverty, if you are looking for poverty in Nigeria, come to the north. If you are looking for those people that have been affected by insurgent, banditry, and all manner of uh, insecurity, come to the north. Now, if you are also looking at the chunk of money federal government has invested in security in Nigeria, is in the north. Yet, the, the impact of this investment in security ammunition and all of that have not been seen. Now, the trend of insecurity is gradually flowing to the south. And the southern governors have seen in their own wisdom that if we sit down and look at this matter this way, this thing, will, they will outrun us. So that is why they came together in their wisdom. Initially, when I read it, some of the communiques and all of that, I, list, I read other people's comments here and there. Mm. But I said I was not part of the uh, governors. So I wouldn't know the reason behind uh, the communique because the detail of that meeting was not specified. Now they have seen that the flood of insecurity is gradually going to the south. Now that south must be secured. Look at the forest in the south. Look at the the infiltration of uh, forest and all of those things. Kidnapping is already there now, as we speak. In some community, they are already dominated and taken over by the bandits. So they have come together to say that we cannot sit and allow this insecurity to to overrun us in this place. 
now the issue of 2023 for me it should not even be the, the the issue now let's confront this insecurity let us face it headlong government must not sit back and be watching people being killed people being you know kidnapped every day local people are being kidnapped they can no longer go to their farms and you know especially in the north the mainstay of the economic in the north is farming now people cannot go to farm People can, I saw something on Facebook this uh, this morning, maybe somewhere in Rium, that they 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 they, they cut the, down the uh, uh, farm. Hmm. Yes. So they plant they planted the grains and all of that. They they, they raise it down. Now same thing in Basa. Just I think day before yesterday. Good. Now food security food security is already a challenge to us now. If people cannot go to their farms, how will people feed? The cost of production, the cost of food every day is rising. So if these people come together and they say that this issue of open grazing, this issue of uh, insecurity that is already flooding, we have to devise means to ensure that we tame it. If the, the thing is within the north, so that let's put resources together, let's put heads together and, and face it. Federal government has the prerogative power to ensure that security of lives and property in Nigeria is taken care of. Hmm. So the northern uh, elites, they need also to come together. Southern governors met. I saw something recently, maybe this week, northern governors also met on certain things. Northeast. Northeast, yes. Northeast. It is high time they begin to meet. Not east they meet, not west they meet. The north central the speaker spoke about. Nothing stopped them for coming together as well. As we speak today, when it comes to election, they term north central as north. When it comes to benefit, mm. north central does not benefit effectively as northwest and northeast. So where is the play? Where is the position of north central? They should come together to ensure that they they, they address the issue affecting them. The issue of 2023 is not the, the, the thing that should be confronting us now. Mm, but that the is what we're hearing the loudest from all of this. Now, Mr. Kevin Pangshin, uh, out of all the demands and uh, what, the, what they reached at the meeting, what would you say for you is the most striking? Uh, to me, I think uh, the security aspect is the most important one. Mm. Uh, yes, uh, I think uh, coming together of the southern governors, I don't have a problem with it. But uh, my only reservation is that... Uh, most of these governors, they attend what we call the Council of State. That is at the federal level, where all the governors, the former head of state, and other important personalities who constitute that group called uh, Council of State, they attend. Have they ever presented any memo or proposal of an idea that can solve the security problem? First, that is it, because all the governors, they claim they are the chief security officer of the state. That is what they say, though that is just in papers. There's nothing like that in Nigerian constitution, but it's like it's becoming a norm. And since they've accepted to be chief security officer of their state, <coughs> all these problems are happening in states. Yes, the federal government has a problem because the security, as far as I'm concerned, is in charge of the federal, federal government that is in charge of the security of this country. But since the governors, they are taking the responsibility of chief security officer because they are bearing that title. You cannot bear a title that you don't 
provide a solution to the title you're bearing because there is a responsibility on that title. That is first. To me, what uh, Yabagi said, I think I have my reservation again because the issue of uh, 2023, that uh, the North will take it again and the rest of them, for Southern governors to come together, that is politics, that's democracy. I think democracy gives room for what? Freedom of expression. As far as what they said is within the ambit of the law, they've not done anything wrong. And the issue of population, okay, look at United Nations. What is the population of Africa right now? It's about just one point something billion. If we had to follow based on population, probably Africans wouldn't have produced United Nations Secretary General, which is Kofi Annan. If you come back to Africa, what's the population of Ghana compared to Nigeria? So where there is heterogeneous assembly of people, naturally you need to create something that everybody can feel a sense of belonging. And I think that is what these people are demanding. But again, if they are demanding for this, my question to them again is, have they presented any proposal to the president and he did not implement it? Is that why they feel if they take over the presidency, then the problem will be solved? We need to, to ask these questions. They are very, very important. It's not just saying, we want to take over the presidency. If you want to take over the presidency, what do you have? Tell Nigerians, do you have anything convincing? Well, that's what the ACF is saying, that they have Good. to go out of their way to convince people. It's not enough for them to just demand that it should be zoned to yes, them. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not against them. I'm mm. not against their demand. All, All right, I'm let's look at other issues. Let us be convinced mm. that, yes, what they are demanding for, they have something to offer. Probably their argument premise on the fact that, okay, the Northerners have it. They are there. They are not providing any solution. Even from their brothers and, and their kinsmen, it means if we come, probably we have something to offer. That might be the argument. Well, they have to go through the side. pains of convincing Nigerians in that any is case. It. That's the point. And the zoning, you. as they say, is not constitutional. It's, it's gentleman's not. agreement. Yes. Oh, yes, even in the United Nations that I mentioned, it's not written. It's just an understanding. Hmm. Yes. All right, let's get to um, the bandits in Kaduna demand food items to feed kidnapped students. Hmm. Uh, this is uh, one, I don't know, ironic story. Uh, if we recall that the bandits on Monday morning invaded a secondary school in Marama in Chikun, local government area of the state, and abducted scores of students. And at uh, this time, they are asking uh, for food items such as rice, beans, seasoning, and oil to feed the students. The bandits had called on Monday and allowed one of the students to speak with a top member of the school management. Uh, the source added that they called again on Tuesday and allowed two senior students to speak to a top official of the school. Uh, when the phone rang, the bandits first spoke to the member of the management. They said a senior student was directed to count the students in their custody and the boy confirmed that 121 students were being held. They also asked for food such as rice, beans, as well as oil, to feed the students. Later, the senior students who counted the abductees said there were 121 of them with the bandits. And we're also hearing from UNICEF, um, talking uh, on the backdrop of uh, the people whose children and wards were kidnapped from Bethel Baptist High School in Kaduna. And they, are, they accused the school authorities of complacency and negligence for not taking action to beef up security around the premises after receiving a threat letter from bandits planning to kidnap the pupils. And UNICEF has stated that uh, the past six weeks alone, over 500 children were abducted in four separate incidents in both the North Central and the Northwest, with many still 
in captivity. And just as we were saying just now, I mean, are the northern governors doing enough? They seem in some way to have time to uh, respond to statements, but they're not responding, it seems, to the real problems that are home on ground. Mr. Kelvin, what do you make of the story of the kidnaps and then uh, when you look at the safe school uh, program as well? Uh, what are we doing wrong? Why do we continue to see these numbers of children? Nearly 500 were abducted in four separate incidents in the North Central and the Northwest, with many still in captivity at this time, even babies included. In fact, recently, El Rufai actually withdrew his children from the, is it a Kaduna Capital School or something like that? Because he said there had been threats about twice that was foiled. And so even the governor's children are not safe in school in Kaduna States. What are we doing wrong in the North? We, we keep seeing these kidnaps. And just as uh, Mr. Sani Yagwai just said uh, just now, as we heard in the sound bites, you know, all of these issues are mostly in the northern part of the country. Uh, why these things are in the northern part of the country? Because uh, if you look at uh, school enrollment in the north, it's very poor. That is one. And look at the population as well. And you have an unproducted, uh, unproductive uh, population that in, on its own, we are already on, living on time bomb. The third thing is we must be factual about some of this problem. I think we have we must look at the national security that we have today by United Nations standard. The security that we have is grossly inadequate because by United Nations standard, I think it's about uh, one to ratio. Is it forty? That's per policeman. Mm. That is the ratio. One to ratio. Uh, 40. That is a well-kitted policeman, not just a policeman, a well-trained, well-kitted policeman that will be able to disperse 40 people comfortably in an event that there is mob reaction. That is the standard. Now, okay, look, look at our population. We have a population of over 200 million people. And uh, we have, well, some conflicting figures there, but we can take the average. Some will tell you have 400,000 policemen. Some will tell you 350. Mm. Whichever, we can add it and take the average. If you divide that by 200 million people, that is grossly inadequate. Look at some communities. They don't have security. They don't have, let me use where I'm coming from, Kanke local government. We have a district, even my village, Dawaiki, a, a, a district called Garam. Garam as a district as we speak does not have one security personnel there right now and even my my community Dawaiki we only have few in an event that there's in a security breach or some of these people strike before you mobilized even police from Pangshin that is where the main police station is now before you mobilize it the damage you would have many, been done yes if they come, maybe suicide bomb or whatsoever. So if they come to a school, they can kidnap as much as they want. Before you communicate, and police will begin to tell you, we don't have fuel, we don't have this, we don't have logistics, we don't have driver, we don't have this mm. one on ground. At the end of the day, they will take as much as they want. So the first thing is to look at the number of security personnel that we have. Are they enough? 
But some can argue that, well, it's in the hands of the North. Why aren't they doing, you know, more about it? Now, Dr. Session Peters, you are a researcher and you're from the Center for Conflict Management and Peace Studies. So, um, Shea Gomi has come out severally to say, uh, you know, that these bandits are just neglected, you know, it's like as though they are good citizens who are not getting something and that is why, you know, they turned bad. Uh, so, from your own research and what you know, what would you say about these bandits? I mean, is it time we proscribed them? And some people have also alleged that since they're going after schools and we know what Boko Haram is about, perhaps if we connect the dots, we would see that bandits are Boko Haram metamorphosed. Thank you. Um, our problem in Nigeria is structural. And that is why we are treating symptom now. Government is not treating the causes of this problem. And until we, we, we begin to treat the causes, the money we are going to spend on symptoms is going to be massive hmm. at the end of the day. Now, first, bandits, terrorism, insurgent, whatsoever you call it, all form of criminality, uh, didn't just start overnight. Something led to it. And there is no way you discuss this without talking about poverty. There is no way you talk about this without talking about empowerment. And until some of these things are addressed, I think we'll continue to, to, to wallow in this kind of situation. Now, the, the, as it stands today, because of the number of policemen, police personnel in Nigeria, they cannot, you know, tame the, the level of insecurity in Nigeria as we speak today. Every day, police is retiring. Every day, police in, is incapacitated in one way or the other. Either attacked by robbers, some by accident, they are dropping every day. Now, you now, because of insecurity, VIPs now have more personnel around them, more than the, the, the society. One person could have four, five uh, security following them. So, it reduces the effectiveness of po uh, policing the entire community. Now, fifty of fifty thousand of them are with VIPs. VIPs, good. That's the number. One of the things the Southern Governor also mentioned is this issue of state policing. This state policing, I think, we need to be looking into that direction. And again, some of these schools that are being affected. I think they should begin to look elsewhere. Recently, at our center, we trained hunters to guard the university. Hmm. Now, I think other schools can begin to imbibe, you know, that culture. Even secondary schools that are located in the bush, far away from the town, they need to have their own, own police within them, other than the conventional policing because we don't have the strength we don't have the power we don't have the number now that you can be giving them to secondary school this idea of attacking secondary school is a tactical strategy by the bandits by the insurgent to ensure that the reason for 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 you know they are against western education they are carrying it out now strategically by you know abducting these children and taking them into the bush. I pity the families of these of these innocent children because you you just imagine the trauma they'll be passing through now. Hmm. Government has to be proactive. 
in fact, every state, they, this issue of, uh, of uh, community policing must be embraced so that every community, you have your own police. You are the police of your community. You you are vigilant. You have people, either uh, hunter or vigilante within the community that will be able to do what we call intelligence gathering and report to the conventional police so that they can carry out their work effectively. But talking about intelligence gathering, I mean, the, the, the bandits wrote a letter to inform the school that they will be coming to kidnap and they made, you know, do to make sure they, sh- they showed up. And even here on the plateau, we've heard so many uh, guests who have come to say, yes, we heard they sent us a letter and we sent this intelligence to the right sources, but nothing was done. That, that is the challenge. For instance, even in Cardinal, they first went to a certain school where uh, Living Faith, Faith Academy. But they were repelled by the soldiers, security men there. That was when they left and went to this Bethel, uh, Baptist Bethel School. And at that point, I think they didn't have enough uh, manpower there to repel them. And that was why they were able to, to, to a point that they broke the wall, hmm. entered the school, carried over 100 children, students, out of that school. It's appalling. You just imagine what they are going through wherever they are located now. And you know, one thing is this. This kind of situation, it is very difficult even for security to track them. Mm-hmm. Because in a bid to track them, you must know, there is a concept called do no harm concept. If you, in a bid to rescue the student, you cannot, the tendency for the children to be victim again there by exchange of uh, gone duel and all of that is very high hmm. so they need it's very sensitive it's a very sensitive situation so that they will get these people you know rescued from their hand a lot of intelligence guarding has to be done they can't just go as if they are attacking amrobra because this children's life is at stake well, at the end, we just hope that beyond expressing concern and regrets, that every effort will be made, you know, to rescue these students and also the health workers. I mean, they are, there's even a baby. There are babies among uh, this particular group of kidnapped health workers. And many are asking, when will it end? How will it end? And, you know, what must the state do to put an end to it? Let's talk this morning. 090-556-in-4-places-99-090-988-488-4848. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. I am Comrade Mas Patrick Okoro Krakow, calling from Great National Center BDJ and Rogers. But this is point, listen to your presentation, they are prologue. Now, these are criminals in Kaduna that are demanding uh, food, telling the children to call their parents. Now, I want to find out you people that are in the media house, as media school. What does it take efforts that is in Kaduna, the best in Kaduna, they have room. When this is happening, what does it take them from that very spot where the school is to train these people with the drone? Because we were told when we saw on television when the last postman uh, uh, left, they were showing us drone everything on television. So if they don't send, they don't think they should have the drone. They are they are out of stock or they are not available or they are not working. Because sometimes I can't say these things have been done in Nigeria and we have access accessibility of all these drones. Because you have to be, now when you come back to talk about security, the drone is that's also where anything happens. Now, anybody in this country, South President, that kind of thing, this is the guy coming from the South. Not that he's coming to rule the South, it's for Nigeria. At least, they have entrepreneurial men and women that are confident and strong, that are pleased to come and test. Because if anybody in this country who witnessed civil war, 
you will not open your mouth and say constitution is there. Constitution says it from page one to the last page, one to the last page. That equity, equity is what we are talking about. Equity and fairness is what we need in this country. That is the only solution in Nigeria. Thank you very much. We'll clap for Patrick from who will play the National Center and Gorgeous. Thank you. We appreciate your input. 90 556 in four places. 99090 These are the numbers if you want to join in on the program. Good morning. Good morning to you. Really good morning, my sister. I'm really concerned about the way this disappointing notion. I'm really concerned about the way Nigeria borrows money. Honestly speaking, I don't know where we are heading for that. I'm really concerned. I woke up this morning to hear that the Senate are approved how many trillion, trillion again mm. to pop on the one that they already borrowed. What are they doing with this money? They did not finance our, our roads or this insecurity, see what is happening daily basis. It's nothing all over the country. What are they doing with this money, this current administration? Do they want us to die? What, who will take this money that they are borrowing? Honestly speaking, or because they think they may not come back in 2023, that was why they want to accumulate this, this debt in the head of this country. What is, what is happening in this country, my sister? God bless you. Thank you, Mr. Jude Saad from Unity Junction. We appreciate your input. And uh, concerning uh, the loans, yes, the president has requested again for 6.1 billion US dollars loan request. And um, many Nigerians are asking what are this money is used for. Hello and good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Henry from Kaduna. Mr. Henry from Kaduna. Yeah. Go right ahead. Uh, well, we should have money. We don't have government. We don't have government in this country. The government we have is government that shares money within themselves. They don't do anything with those money. They share it within themselves. That's just my take this morning. Thank you very much for sharing your take with us. Buhari seeks NAS approval to take another $6.1 billion. And, um, well, what is your take on these uh, loans that we've been taking? A lot of Nigerians are crying out. In April, the National Assembly had approved loan request of $1.5 billion. And uh, that is £995 million for the Buhari administration. The Senate has approved now the $6.1 billion dollar loan request by President Muhammadu Buhari and the 6.1 billion loan request, which is equivalent to about 2.343 trillion naira was approved on Wednesday after the Senate considered the report of the Senate Committee on Local and Foreign Debts. The chairman of the committee, Clifford Odia, presented the report and Buhari had in May asked the National Assembly to approve the loan. The loan, he said, will be raised from multilateral and bilateral tenders as as well as the international capital market. He also disclosed that the National Assembly already approved the borrowing of 4.6 trillion naira in the 2021 Appropriation Act and that the new borrowing of 2.3 trillion naira will be will part finance the deficits in the 2021 budget. Hmm. <laughs> the monies are just so big. <laughs> 
in trillions is running now. So, well, we'll, we'll keep uh, asking for accountability no matter what. Well, Mr. Odia said the request is now, it's not new as it was approved in the borrowing plan when the National Assembly passed the 2021 budget. And in quotes, he's saying what we are about is to pass, it's not a new borrowing. It has been approved in the 2021 budget. Okay, let's keep talking. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Your name and location. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from Chicha and Chijongshan. Okay, let's talk, Mr. Sadiq. Yes, I want to comment your guests. They have spoken well. But when we check about the issue of rotation of leadership in Nigeria, it's something that, yes, we know that it's not constitutional. But if there is an agreement, I think that agreement should be followed. Because seeing as the leadership has been going, if the Northern have been you are ruling the country and we do not see results, why not changing it to another section? And again, if we are changing it to another section, since politics now we are in a democratic session, not that something is going to be by force. We say that, okay, this is our turn. If not, that is our turn. So, 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 is going to happen. It's a, it's a democratic issue whereby you are going to buy the people's opinion so that they will vote for you and you do what you are going to do to, to, to satisfy the people. But in Nigeria, we need a serious, credible candidate that can help to fetch us out from this problem that we are facing. But if we are thinking about doing again or about this is the people that support you, I will listen at the wrong leader and will be crying again. So we have to be very, very wise. And lastly, the issue of the insecurity that is happening is something that is very, very unfair. Seeing how the people are being stressed in terms of what they have been doing. Because if you are checked schools now, schools are not safe. And the government are concentrating their own uh, issue on another uh, kind of institute whereby this is where people are dying. When they say that they are just concentrating on Indian or Ibohu, it's not supposed to be. Because the people that are dying on daily basis, they're supposed to see their force there so that they will arrest them and prosecute them accordingly. There's no how you'll be paying money to people and they will be demanding money and the government will be paying money without catching, without tracing where the money is going to and we say that things will happen. We just continue like that. Thank you so much, Sadiq Umar. We appreciate your time. I mean, I wonder if we calculate how much ransom has been paid to these bandits. I'm sure it should be running uh, to some huge amount of monies at this time. <laughs> hmm. So let's look at the issue of um, Magu now. Exclusive PSC defies damning salami report considers Magu for promotion. Ibrahim Magu, former acting chairman of the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission, EFCC, is being considered for promotion to the rank of Assistant Inspector General, AIG, by the Police Service Commission. And uh, the presidency is said to be worried about the defiance of the PSC, the Police Service Commission, which may create the impression that Magu is being rewarded despite the damning report by a presidential panel on him. Magu, who was promoted by Commissioner of Police in 2018, had been recommended for removal as EFCC boss by the Justice Ayo Salami panel, which also asked that he be prosecuted over allegations of abuse of office. Uh, so what do we make of this story, gentlemen? Uh, well, first of all, you see anti-corruption system in Nigeria, the way it is going is mere cosmetics. And that is why a, the chunk of our money, you know, go into the hands of these public officials. 
Now, at the end of the day, the, the rippling effect is the borrowing we are seeing every day. The money in the hands of corrupt officials in Nigeria. If Nigeria is, is serious and they are able to collect the money back from them, it will have been that money will have been used for something serious. Even some of the monies collected on Amagu, among from the reports, they found that he mismanaged even those monies. So, and he was recommended, they said he should be prosecuted. And if he has not been prosecuted, and they have no concrete, you know, evidence against him, because many of the things he also denied it. I didn't see anything serious. Say they want to promote him to the, the rank of AIG because the government itself is not serious on this matter. If the well, government the, is that serious, rests, I think, with the police service commission, the authority to so, do that. So if they go <clears throat> against the government, I mean, <clears throat> they are independent enough to take that decision. <clears throat> so, since they have decided to promote him, well. Well, many are saying they're not surprised because when we remember the APO 6, the Deputy Commissioner of Police uh, who was implicated yes. in that particular story, the public thought that, you know, that would be the end of his career. Even though uh, the court did not find him guilty, the Police Service Commission saw it fit still to promote him and the Inspector General of Police decorated him. So should we be surprised if, you know, Magu eventually becomes, you know, the Assistant Inspector General of uh, Police? Uh, you see, I just read uh, two contradictory uh, submissions there. Mm. The president said they are worried. I think that's what's there. Mm -hmm. yes. The impression that he's being rewarded yes, despite the yes, damning by reports the by the Salami panel. Yes. Panel. Okay. Because what it means now is that the presidency is saying we are not in support of what the police service commission is about to do. Whether they are pretending or not. Uh, you know, some of the problem we have as a nation is that we have free uh, freedom of inf information uh, law now, mm. no longer a bill, but law that we should have access to information to know who does what and who does not do what. No, if I you recall recently, sorry to cut you short, the recruitment and um, promotion of the police uh, service commission, the Nigerian police force, they actually went to court over who is statutorily empowered to recruit and promote in the police force and it's actually the police service commission okay oh they want that in the court mm. so okay. they are the ones recommending okay 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 i i can understand that so that we know where we push the blame and where we should make amend in an event that if the police service commission is doing that who checks the police service commission I mean, we even remember when we the Attorney General uh, came on TV to say, uh, you know, talking about the Justice Salami panel, to say that Attorney General was on TV and he said that if he, if he was uh, wanted, to, if there's need for him to testify against Magu, that he would, even Good. though we never heard anything concerning that. That is where I'm heading to. You know, mm. we need to know, okay, this man is already a suspect. He's an accused person, right? But uh, Police Service Commission is about to promote him. Is it that they are not in the know or they've investigated him and found him innocent? And again, who checks the police service commission? We not we need to know because there is no institution that is so independent that nobody checks. So I think that is what Nigerians need to know. The person that checked the police service commission should call them to order because they cannot operate contrary to our laws. Because already this person is a suspect. He's been accused of something. 
And therefore, whatever they have about him, whether to promote him or not, that should now be put on hold until the case of uh, corruption level against him is dropped. Hmm. To me, that's my opinion. And the issue of borrowing, I want to say something about that. Uh, I don't have a problem with borrowing. It depends on how you look at it. Today, America is the most indebted country in the world. Th that is the record. You can go check it. But today, I think the unemployment rate of America is just 5.9%. That is right now the record. But today, the unemployment rate of Nigeria is 32.3.2%. That is the current unemployment rate of Nigeria. So the problem is not in the borrowing. What are they borrowing for? I think that is the questions of, question that Nigerians need to ask. The secrecy within the government cycle is always the problem because people are raising all this eyebrow because the government has not come out to tell people exactly what they will do with the borrowed amount. Oh, yes. And I know Nigerians are educated enough. They know all these statistics. They know that borrowing is not a crime. But what do you do with the borrowing? Are you going to invest in institutions or infrastructure that at the end of the day it will now fight the 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 the, the, the unemployment mm. fight human illiteracy. capital development you understand mm. and give employment and in turn it can pay itself back if that is what the money is borrowed for i go with them anything less than that i'm against hello and good morning hello good morning thank you for joining us your name and location yeah. my name is haji slim I'm calling from Mabatua. Okay, go right ahead. I would disagree with your the last guest that just spoke about employment rate. Mm. It is zero, zero. There is nothing like thirty percent. There's no employment. We are just suffering, trying to make our own ends every day. <laughs> mm. So, as far as you are concerned, as a youth, there is no employment. We shouldn't even say certain percentage is employed. Thank you, Haji Slim. Zero nine zero five five six in four places nine nine. What was the point you were trying to make, Mr. Kevin? Uh, what I'm saying is the unemployment rate of Nigeria is thirty three point two percent. That is the point I'm mm -hmm. making. Yes, not the employment rate. Not the no. It's the unemployment rate that <laughs> Hello, is thirty two. Good morning. Yes, which is too good much. Good morning. Good morning, my sister. How are you? I'm fine. How are you too? Yeah, this is Bob. Okay, Mr. Bob. Let's you go. Yourself. Let's talk. Morning to your guest. Are we are we are we to be reaching unemployment? And unemployment is a very high side. You should all know that. If your guests are employed and majority of people outside are not employed, you are standing. Mm. That does not mean that we should be reaching it. People that are not employed are seriously on the high side. Go to every switching job. We see undergraduate, sorry, graduate, going about some of them are playing, playing soccer mm. or playing football. Even that aside, we are talking on series of uh, issues about this government. I think to me, my best advice to him, he should dissolve his cabinet and, uh, and engage vibrant youth like that of ESCC. And see a one that has that, that surprised Nigerian, the kind of deliverer they will deliver service to everybody, irrespective of anything, anywhere you come from. See that uh, the AFCC chairman now. Is it, is it performing? Anybody talking about him? No, they are seeing results. You understand me? 
my 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 concern is that you know because there is a little time for this government. I pray you hear this advice. You understand me? Mm. And do away with all this stuff. Because even if they put all the money in the world and give to this president of his cabinet, honestly, they will never see results. But if he gets fresh hands, that has fresh, fresh, you know, that, that their blood is very fresh to deliver, to deliver service, they are ready to work. Thank you. So he's saying that uh, the president should dissolve his cabinet and, you know, inject fresh uh, people who have more vibrant ideas to solve the problems on ground. Barnabas Uke is saying good morning and uh, guests in the studio. This administration does not consider human beings life, so I do condemn them, but time shall tell. 2023 is loading. Danfulani Benjamin Paul is saying uh, this government does not care about the life of citizens. What I want people to know is they should not rely on government because they have failed us people should be more vigilant to themselves well even if you're more vigilant if the danger comes what can you do is the is more the question uh, moses daniel is saying i think this government is trying to legalize kidnapping how can a large number of students be kidnapped freely and no security reactions security architecture of this country is no more exciting what is the government doing about this evil people that are ravaging our community uh as the sp rindap lantang is saying nigeria is becoming something else farmers can go to their farms. Schools are being shut down every day. Kidnappers are getting stronger by the day. Nigerian governments are doing nothing. All they do is borrow and borrow. Nigerians are not seeing what they are doing with the money. Haba, they will face God. And uh, he's saying, uh, Pam Dauda Dachung is saying the kidnapping is very heartbreaking. How much, how can such a number of students be taken away without any security response? I am in support of the resolution of the Southern Governors Forum on the security. Please come to Riom and see how crops have been cut down completely. Our people are being attacked and macheted beyond recognition on a daily basis. The security should do something now or they will leave the civilians with no option. Uh, Eric Nyam is saying the security is supposed to use the swift way of intelligence gathering in the way that they arrest Namdi Kanu to arrest the insecurity in the north and the kidnappings. There is always misplacement of priority. Secondly, the meeting of the southern governors is a welcome development. The call for shift of presidency to the south and they disagreed with some part of the petroleum bill. Omak Shaibu is saying, I think the governor of Kaduna State does not care about protecting the life and properties of her citizens. It's not... Um, if not, they would have the NDA, the Jaji, and other facilities that train our security personnel. That's to say security should not be their problem. They know what they are doing, and the plan of promoting Magu to AIG is pitiable. Nigeria, my country. Comrade Katmuna is saying uh, this Kaduna state kidnapping is becoming increasingly unbelievable. If really the state governor is really what he claims to be, as we have heard in his speeches in different fora on different occasions, Kaduna state should be a safe heaven. My prayers are with the students. Yaron Yesu is saying uh, the kidnappings happening in Kaduna is due to the failure of the state handling its security issues. Well, how can such a large number of people be kidnapped and escape peaceful with no one noticing them? The last news I had was the community engaged with these kidnappers for more than an hour. My question is, with all the gunshots, where are our security? Uh, Dimas Bala is saying, there is no zone in Nigeria that can produce president without any help of other zones. The bitter truth is Southeast want to produce president of Nigeria, but don't want to align with other zones to gain their support. Uh, this is democracy. Number matters. You can't do it alone. Cannot Central take the decision that concerns their zone? Izang Atsi is saying, let's talk seriously. If there's any state in Nigeria that can cry of insecurity, it shouldn't be could 
Duna. Principal Joseph is saying the best time to rotate power is now when there is tension and agitation in some parts of the country. Let every region be given a sense of belonging for the interest of peace and unity of the country. Peace can only be found where there is equity, fairness and justice. May God heal Nigeria. Thank you all so much for dropping your comments and our feedback handle is an ongoing conversation. You can find us on facebook.com forward slash JFM. Just gentlemen, uh, let's round it up now. I mean, we've heard from the callers and we've also gotten some feedback from our handle. What do you make of the responses so far? Well, uh, like I said earlier on, the concern of Southern governors is predicated on security, mostly. For me, the issue of 2023 is not even the matter now. Hmm. Are we sure how many people in Nigeria will see 2023 with the spate of insecurity in Nigeria? Let us address that. The, the, the famine, austerity that is looming now, I pray to not consume Nigeria. Because when people are not able to go to their farms, the implication is that food shortage will be the, 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 the result. So governments must do everything possible to ensure security of lives and property is sustained. We cannot continue to live you know, in fears in the night. A, somebody was kidnapped in, the, in Jaws just two days ago. It was on social media inside town was kidnapped they found the car somewhere beside government house on refuge hmm. it was there if they could kidnap beside government house then where is safe this issue of security if security is is is, is tamed i can tell you that economic aspect of nigeria will scale up all right mr kevin uh, yeah, I, yeah i think he has said it all <clears throat> Our problem is insecurity, and uh, I don't want to just play a game of rhetorics when we are discussing security. Mm. I want every Nigerian, irrespective of his status, trying to advance some kind of idea that, okay, how do we get out of it? How do we mitigate uh, this problem? And that is my kind of uh, thinking. Now we're thinking of community policing or community police. That should be emphasized. The second one is we talk about vigilante. All the local government, to me, in this country, they should be encouraged. They should give them like a mandate that all of them, they should encourage the local hunters, put them on their payroll, give them some stipends. That will now reduce the unemployment on the street mm -hmm. and beef our security. You can see it's a win-win situation. That is one. Two or three, the federal government will must reduce the number of police around the VIPs because if chunk of the population is vulnerable and one person is going around with four, five policemen, is that fair? We are talking about, you understand? Then you leave a policeman in a community, in a community probably, in a community that has about uh, five to 6,000 population and you just leave just an outpost that there's no single gun, and yet four or five policemen are following one person. That is not fair, because you cannot compare a number of 5,000 
to one person because the potential in those people no matter how sophisticated and important this person is i don't think his value can be equated with five thousand people yet the placing above them that is not fair i'm trying to give let me very strategic we have operation rainbow on the plateau they must synergize with most of these uh, vigilante like on the plateau i'm speaking for plateau now the, 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 the Operation Rainbow must synergize with all the local government, the local government hunters, the vigilante, all of them, so that the intel, intelligent gathering, they will get it from them. And again, our Nigerian police, they must live with high sense of discipline. You look at, okay, you just go out now, you go around those uh, government house. You see policemen do you know creating unnecessary needless checkpoints. Thank you so much, you Mr. Kevin. I'm afraid we have to end it here. This is what we have for you in the offing this Thursday morning on behalf of the entire G101.9 FM crew. We say thank you for listening. Keep your dial locked. Up next comes news top of the hour. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.